This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Theme music transition. <laughs> and that sound can be yeah, you going woo. Welcome to a study in literacy. I can't say words today. Welcome to a study in literacy, everyone. Yes, the show proudly sponsored by yes. Wardini Books. Wardini Books is our is our best friends and friend. Yes, although weirdly enough, and I still don't understand, and I don't think Lou does either. Mm. So they're getting me some books in. Um, I'm Jill, everyone, by the way. Yep, I'm Luke. I use he, him. I use she, her. I was going to say she, him. <laughs> hey, you can. I would like to be an uncle, so I mean, that kind of works. Mm. Anyway, Lou's getting me some books in. There's a trilogy. She can get book one and three. Book two, not published, is a book, apparently. Weird. I know. I've got all three on my Kindle, but I want them in book format because it's the best way to have a uh-huh, book, in my uh-huh. opinion. And yeah, she's like, I don't understand, but book two is not a book so what that's so one and three are okay we'll get those mm, that's a very strange thing to do very so speaking strange. of wardini books uh, yes because i want to do our due diligence as sponsorship partners they've got event, an event coming up Ooh, which Did one you not know <gasps> i've been invited to about three i can't remember which one's when so this is at wardini books napier they so wardini books are in napier oh. and have a look go to napier at 7 p.m on friday march 19th 2021 for a dyslexia information evening Ooh, that sounds good yes uh, they say themselves this is from from their from their computer mouth their mouth do join us to hear the experts educate us on this important reading experience. Presenters include S-P-E-L-D teachers, spelled teachers. I have a feeling that that's a play on word. Or it you stands know, for something. Sp- it does, but uh, you think spelled would be S-P-E-L-L-E-D, but because it's a Dyslexia Foundation, it's Wait, S-P-E-L-D. Ha- oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you need to go to this. <laughs> Maybe. No. So this is this has represent, a representative zooming in from Barrington, Stoke, UK, Ooh. who are specialist publishers of dyslexia-friendly books. Yeah. I have a friend who was dyslexic, our lovely friend Kyla, who came I, on some weeks ago. I have a friend, she's not dyslexic, but she's like a form or variant or very similar, but not quite the same. She, She's told me the proper name. I don't understand right. it, but okay. it's similar to dyslexia. Gotcha. Um, and once her teachers worked it out, she did amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the, they also have, will have and have will have local librarians and mm. our own children's book specialist and author Adele Broadbent. Oh, who we hope to talk to at some point. Yes. Uh, questions that will be answered at the event will be. What is dyslexia? How do we identify it? What are the challenges faced by dyslexic readers? How can we help? What resources are available locally in terms of professional help, reading yeah. material at Wardini Books and Napier and Hastings yeah. Libraries? And it's one of those things that I think does need more awareness in general society because although you know that some kids have it yep. and they learn their coping mechanisms or their tools that they use, mm-hmm. I feel like in the adult world... It's mm-hmm. not widely recognised. Yeah, it's not like you grow out of it. You still have That's dyslexia. Right. I bet dyslexia. there's a lot of I, I, undiagnosed, undiagnosed dyslexia yeah. in the world. And, and also, like, just in a workplace, if 
someone's dyslexic, maybe see if there's some way they can do their job with a little less paperwork involved. Yeah, like, is right. there a way they can do it differently? Yeah, naturally, we are not experts. Uh, no. Go, go to Wardini Books. At- and I was going to say, and I don't have dyslexia, so I don't even know the struggles that they mm, face. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if you've got it, and I would like to think your boss is accommodating enough yes. that if you said, hey, I'm struggling with this, they could go, shall we sit down and find things that would help yep. you? Oh, uh, you can contact Spell. So how much do you mm. think this event costs to go to, Jill? I hope it's free. It is. It's Yay! totally free. You can go there for free. You don't have to pay anything, nothing at all, just your attention. I knew we loved Wardini yep. books. And uh, who who was it for? I would think it's for everybody. Yes, absolutely right. Anyone and everyone can turn up to this, totally free. Even if you don't know anyone or, like immediately close to you right. with dyslexia, you can just go to Educate be yourself. informed. Talk to some people. Talk That's to some people cool. who have dyslexia. Yeah. So, That's yes, awesome. Wardini Books, 7pm Friday, Wardini Books Napier, 7pm Friday, March 19th, 2021. Yep. Go there, uh, uh, you could be square, it's up to you. I mean, you could go there and not be square, <laughs> if you want. So I wanted to do what I always do, a little bit of extra research <laughs> for those unable to attend, because, you know, people have stuff to do. Maybe yeah. they, Or might, they might be like me and go, okay, what was that date? It was the something or rather right. in maybe, March. Maybe they want to go, but they can't. So yeah. here's some info about Spelled, S-P-E-L-D. They are a certified NZQA provider. Ooh. So they are embroiled in the education system yeah. of New Zealand. They are a non-profit organisation, thumbs up. I do like those. Who specialise in assisting people with dyslexia and other specific learning disabilities. They've been around for more than 50 years here in New Zealand. Wow, I've never heard of them. Nor I, but now you have. You learn all sorts of things on the show. do. We're here to educate people. We are. They offer diagnostic assessment, one-to-one tuition, training for teachers, special educational needs coordinators, learning support coordinators, teacher aides, families and caregivers they cover everything. everything and i'm sure that if you're not sure if they can help you if you rang them there would be some yes. lovely person that can tell you if they can or well not. you can go to uh spelled that's s-p-e-l-d dot org dot n-z for more information you can download an information pack and get one probably mailed out to you you can mm. contact them directly and ask questions uh, but they, they don't just do diagnostic assessment and stuff like that. They also offer support for anyone, and I've written that in bold, yes. anyone giving advice, advocacy for people with dyslexia or other specific learning disabilities, as well as possible, possible financial support for anyone who is struggling with affording assessment and tuition. So mm. if you come under the umbrella of what Spelled helps with, uh, you can... And, and you're having trouble mm. learning or you're trying to go to university, you can contact them and they will say, we will help you out so yeah. that you can get educated and do everything that everyone else can do. Randomly enough, I, this is not random, this story comes from this story. But So I went to a Lions training, it was a development leadership course last year. Right. And there was a person there who had dyslexia and she got to take a buddy with her to help her with everything. And the buddy is because our cost of the course is sponsored by our Lions Club. Okay. But the main New Zealand's Lion Club covered the cost of her buddy because oh. otherwise she couldn't have gone. Or if she went, she would not have benefited from it. Yep. And apparently anyone that needs one for whatever reason can apply to have one taken. And even if the New Zealand Club 
overall things don't take like sponsoring your club may mm-hmm. go hey we'll send that person with you yep. and I thought that's brilliant because just because you're an adult doesn't mean your learning difficulty is gone that's right some i know some adults who have very severe learning difficulties and just because you've got a learning difficulty doesn't mean you don't potentially want to hold a leadership role somewhere that's right so i was i was very proud to be aligned with that awesome yeah and allied with the i'm sorry don't even go there so (laughs) so yeah that's that's what's going on there. Once yeah. again, Wardini Books Napier. Thank you for sponsoring us. Wardini yep. Books Napier, 7pm Friday, March 19th, 2021. And Wardini Books Havelock, we love you too. Yes. Yeah. I have I have now been, I think we talked about last week, yeah. I've been to the Napier one. I've started reading Dune. Ooh, how's so it far. going? I'm liking it. Yeah. Very, very cool. I Because I've seen the film, the yes. 1980-something David Lynch film, I think yeah. it was David Lynch, and he's known for very strange, esoteric, abstract stuff. Yep. And it's not—I wouldn't say not at all, but not very uh, accurate to the novel. Okay. Which makes sense because the book is huge. Yes. It's 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 a big book that I've got, and it and it's in small print. Do you think the new film's going to be accurate? Well, more accurate. I I reckon that they're going for a Mm two-parter because of how big Mm -hmm. of a story it is. Mm -hmm. It looked pretty good from the from the trailer. However, one of the things that I'm sick of and a lot of people are sick of are the because Hollywood goes through trends. Mm -hmm. A while ago, it was the Inception sound using that Uh, constantly, really loud sort of um, horn sounds being blown as part to make it dramatic. But now it appears to be uh, songs, usually from the 70s or 80s, that they slow down. Yeah, to yeah. To give it that kind of weird, otherworldly nah. feeling. It's and not this cool, time Hollywood, used, not cool. This time they have used a Pink Floyd song. I can't remember which oh. one. Uh, it, the trailer is good. I just, watching it going, find a better technique. Come on. Yeah, like, what have they lost people that can write original mm. music now? Yeah. Like, have they all disappeared off like the dinosaurs? Yeah. It also looks like... It's not going to sound good when I say it, but you'll understand. It looks like the brownest film I have ever seen because it's... I Look, we get it. It's on a planet called Dune. Yep. It's a big old desert planet. Yep. You can still use colour. It yep. doesn't all have to be dark brown, slightly lighter brown, other slightly no, lighter brown. No, there, there's like other shades in the colour spectrum. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of other there's shades. There's so many films. And you could have chucked like some orange in and some red yeah. in and some yellow. You, you think uh, Star Wars is set in space and that's just the blackness yes. of space. but. The X-Wing fighters, the Millennium Falcon, all yep. these ships were all brightly coloured and yeah, distinct. And the uniforms were like bright white That's for the right. them people, Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had uh, the Rebels and their bright orange yeah. jumpsuits. You, you can be diverse with colour for all manner of things, maybe, but in this context. Maybe June put a sepia rinse over top of everything <laughs> just because they discovered this new filter yeah. and they're like oh, let's use it let's I, use have it. A, I have a feeling that they may have taken a lot of cues from Mad Max Fury Road Ugh. because that was a very red and orange film however it did still have a lot of distinct colors yeah yeah so it's I don't true. know I, I'm no film designer cinematographer person I'm a person but I'm not one of those no no <laughs> 
I mean, you're a cinema goer. I'm a cinema goer. I'm I'm yeah. an enthusiast about s- stuff. And you've got your opinions. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because I I have the same opinions about video games. If yeah. I'm playing a video game and it's just brown, dark brown, light brown, it's so not good. Yeah. Well, I finished the book that I was reading last time. Oh, uh, yes. Um, Which book was that? Let's remind The Hunger it. Games one. The, the, the prequel? Yeah, the prequel. You I would have just, the name of it this Yes, time. I was going to say, I'd just like to correct my guess of the title was correct, but it had two words around the wrong way. Uh, so it's The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah, I worked out which one was the snake, and it, I don't think it had anything to do with the, the physical snake that the girl had, Lucy Gray. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's a songbird. Right. And Snow is a snake because he whew, just when i started feeling sorry for him he just went and like just killed all of that and going i hate you totally he just turned into a complete whoa now i can see why you are who you are in the actual books all his arms and legs fell off he started wiggling around in the grass he lost his skin absolutely disgusting behavior but no very good book highly recommend it awesome um Rob and I, Rob, who loaned me the book and mm. happens to be in a couple of the book groups I'm in, neither of us can understand why so many people don't like it. Huh. Um, apparently the main kind of critique review it's getting is that it's not the Hunger Games. Like, it's not about oh, the games. It's I like, see. Yeah, but it's, the story's not about the games. The That's story's right. about a character yeah. And the games are just this tiny little bit in it. Yeah, that's the problem with prequels coming mm. out after... The present day well, like, books have come out. Same with films. Kind of any book series, if any of the books, because sometimes it happens after, like the first few books are about some event and then they kind of move it on to the characters. Right. And that doesn't always go down well because people read it expecting it to be... They're expecting the cameos. Yeah, or they were expecting it to be the same sort of complete plot, just slightly different. Because they would have read the present day ones and they would go, oh, maybe we're going to meet Katniss's great-great-great-grandfather. It's going to be a... Or maybe we're going to meet, if it's like later on ones, maybe we're going to meet her kids and they'll be going into the arena. It's like, no, the same world can have completely different things happening in it. Can be standalone. Yep. But I would highly recommend the prequel to The Hunger Games. Mm, it's not, the and the Snake. Yeah, it's not about the games themselves, FYI. It's about the character Snow. So don't go in there expecting Jennifer Lawrence. No, no Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. Um, not even close. I mean, 75 years before her. No, 65 years before her time yeah she was even born mm, yeah well i'd probably be like 45 years before she's born how yeah. old was she when she went in i have she's no like idea 17 or 18 i haven't I seen the books see i haven't seen the books or read the movies <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm not sure i read the movie either to be honest i should put subtitles on next time i watch it yeah i was sent a, a, a screenplay once and it was called the hungry games but i i just thought no i hate hungry hungry hippos I like Hungry Hungry Hippos, but only if I get to sit and do the dance. I hated the noise. I've never played it. I just like the air doing the dance. Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> I, have we talked about the doozy before? The I don't doozy know. puppet? No. The one we had the crossbeam and it was like a marionette and it was this llama looking thing. I have no idea what Luke's talking about. I think he's gone crazy. Email us at. <laughs> we don't re- care. If you remember the doozy. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no. So you, uh, we have we have a, 
I have a few things. Yeah. Some origins of words and idioms and yes. sayings. Yes. Um, that I found on wordhistories.net. Nice. I know that you have a reading challenge? A writing challenge. A I'm writing really good challenge. at the reading challenges. Right. And so I found a 30-day writing challenge that I thought might okay. pique my inner writer a little bit. What do people call it? NaNoWriMo? What? Because it's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O. Something like that. And it's National something writing month or writer's ah. month and it's a month dedicated to hey write stuff yeah well it's a 30 day month mm-hmm. not a 31 day month yep um some of the photography ones i found were 31 days okay so that must be a one of them months obviously not february because it's only 28 days well time is just a construct it is just a construct but so there's some that to me are not writing things and there's some that it's obviously designed for people that use social media because it says, like, post. Right. Um, but there's some that aren't exactly... They're not writing challenges, but you could easily turn them into one. Like, one of them is post your favourite movies that you never get tired of watching. Oh, yeah. But instead of just saying what your movies are, you could write why mm. you never tire of watching them. I had a Facebook page that I did that... Yeah. On a weekly basis for a couple of months. Mm. I, it was during my during my down period, and it was called the weekly watch. Yeah, and I would go out of my way to get some chips and dip. Yum. And I would watch a film, and then I would do a full on yeah. critique of it. I like it. Um, it was pretty fun. My my friend Mark does that during October. It's his Halloween month, so he watches a horror movie a day. Oh, yes. And this year, for the first time, he decided to record onto YouTube his thoughts about it. As opposed to just watching it, give a bit of a, this is why I like it, or this is what I didn't like about it. Video essays are really fun. Yeah, I quite like it. I always forget he's got a Scottish accent. Because obviously (laughs) when you text, it doesn't come through. And there's a dog. Well, have you seen Scottish Twitter? They, they write like they speak. Oh, he writes some of his messages. I've got to like, sound them out because it's like, oh, you've written it the way the Scottish people it's say it. It's not a real word. <laughs> it's not a word. <laughs> um, but some of the other things that I quite like, I've highlighted a few because obviously some of them I didn't really care about and others it's just like, hey, it's kind of don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's just obvious. Uh, so I'll do it in the order they've listed it. That's not my preference order. Okay. Um, list 10 things that make you really happy. Mm-hmm. And I think... For me, if it was a writing challenge, I would have to say why. Because it's actually quite hard sometimes to put into words why something makes you happy. Yeah. I like to have my reasons behind a lot of my decisions. But Mm. a a lot of people in the past have thought that's just me. That's that's my tell that I'm lying. I've had people say that to me. Yeah, where they say, oh yeah, I can tell you're lying. And I say, why? And they say, because you're over-explaining. I say, no, that's just how I speak. Yeah, and you've got to, in my head, I, I feel like I need to justify some things. Not everything. Yeah. Some things I'm like, no, I like Glennie because he's Glennie. Yeah. That's my teddy bear, everyone. And like, he makes me happy. I'm not going to explain why because that's self-explanatory. But a lot of other things I would have to, in my head, be like, yeah, but why does it? Yeah, I also have things that I enjoy. There's a really specific reason why, and I feel like I need to make it clear why instead of just saying it yes i tend to overshare a lot (laughs) that's fine it works well when you have a 55 minute radio show yeah (laughs) 
Uh, so um, next one is write something that someone told you about yourself that you never forgot. Oh. And I, for me, because I like to try and stay positive, it would have to be something positive someone uh-huh. told me. I couldn't uh-huh. put down the time that dad told me he thought I looked pregnant when I was 16 because that stuck with me, but it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, I just started putting on weight. Very kind of you, Dad, to comment I was, like that. I, I was told by a friend of mine, uh, those three words saved my life. Ooh, that's what she said to me. That's a good because one. Because I had said something to her at one point. I just said three words to it her. It was good that you said those words. And she said that I saved her life yep. by saying them. Well, like, it's hard. You don't know when you're saying something whether it... What it means to the other the person. Por- the portent of it, yeah. Yeah, but there are two people that are the reason I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. One of them knows one I haven't told you because I don't <laughs> want them to know how much power they have over me. Right. But I will tell them at well, some point. Well, if they're a true friend, they would never use that power. No. Oh, mm. they, I know they wouldn't anyway. They'd, he'd never use it in a mean way. It's more just if he knew that he could stop it, then he'd probably take note of signs in the future. Right. It's kind of like my fail safe. If I don't tell them, then I've still got the option. Mm. Hopefully they never listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say who it was, so... No, they might figure it out. Because <laughs> I only know a couple of hymns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next one I liked was write about someone who inspires you. Mm-hmm. I figure that could end up being quite long, really. Yeah. Depending what you choose to write about them. I, I know who I'd write about. Mm-hmm. Mine's between a couple of people. Is it the cricketer again? No. <laughs> I never, he never really inspired me as such. Inspired Nathan Astle, for everyone he, who didn't He inspired you to write him letters. Yeah, but like he never inspired me to want, but I never wanted to play cricket or anything. <laughs> and I feel like if you, if someone inspires you, they make you want to do something. Yeah. And that he didn't. To really apply yourself to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, if I was doing this challenge, I would not be publicizing it anywhere. It would be being put in an own private journal. So nobody stalk me on social media or on my blog. You're not going to see any of this. I'm not much of a journal person anyway. I'll put it out there because I'm always interested to see what sort of discussion comes of the stuff that I say. That sounds super arrogant. I'm very aware of that. But I like talking to people and having engaging conversations with them. You see, I I would probably read it to someone if I wanted feedback. I mm-hmm. wouldn't put it out there into the digital world for just anyone right. to choose to comment on whatever bit they, oh, yeah. s- they feel like picking on. Um, the next one I liked was five ways to win your heart. Oh, interesting. I thought this, depending on your mood, could be quite an interesting one to tackle. That one I wouldn't publicise. No. That one I would not. (laughs) Uh, Some of these I would like. The next one I would. Post some words of wisdom that speak to you. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of random quotes and whatnot out there, like the powerful and positive and da-da-da type ones that I really like, but not all of them speak to me as such. I've I've got a couple. One is from a a song by Sonata Arctica, Mm. where the quote is, it's not how long you live, but what your morals say. Hmm. I like it. And I took that to heart when I first heard it. Uh, yeah. Another one that I just heard today is, in the context it was spoken, it may not make sense, but I'm sure that you can wrap your head around it. When ver- when verisimilitude breaks down, authenticity is not a defense. 
So in the, the context was Dungeons and Dragons. Verisimilitude mm-hmm. is the belief that it happens in books and films all the time when yep. the viewer or the audience believes in the world that it's a real place and that it has rules that it obeys. Mm. But if verisimilitude breaks down by by saying, "Oh no, but that's how it would have happened." No, that is no defense. No. The um, one that I like, I'll get it slightly wrong because I always do, is something along the lines of life is not about the breaths you take but the moments that take your breath away. Ah. And mum put that in. That sounds like a Whitney Houston song quote. Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea who said it. Um, Mum made a scrapbook for me out of my first 21 years. It was my 21st birthday Mm -hmm. present. And she put it on the page of me going skydiving, age 16. Oh, cool. I saved up by washing a lot of cars and mowing a lot of lawns. Right. To go for my first skydive. Wow. God, it was good. That's sweet. Yeah, so... My dad went she, skydiving mm, and nearly broke his legs. I did not. I did lose my breath because, it, as they say when you're, like, about to go, they're like, if you find when you jump out of the plane you can't breathe, they're like, shut your mouth. Right. And I started laughing when we jumped out. Oh. It's a, yeah, that was no, me. Obviously. Dad landed on a, on a runway. So Ooh. he got so much ground shock that he couldn't yeah. move his legs and there was a plane coming in. <laughs> that was bad timing. <sighs> oh, not cool. Um, write something for which you feel strongly is another one. Mm. I'm not quite sure what I would pick for that one. Like that would, I'd have to think about that. I, I would basically just post my my GM notes for my huh. Dungeons and Dragons game because I yeah. feel very strongly about that and I do heaps of writing every day for them. Well, after the person who was in the studio before we sat down to make this pre-record after her topics today, I would write one that was very LGBT pro yes. because she was very anti them. And it was very difficult to sit here and yeah. listen to some of the stuff she was saying and I just wanted to yell, you've got it wrong! You can't. That Everyone's is, allowed their own choice yep, and their beliefs. So that is, that is how things go. Yeah. It was a difficult hour, we will say. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the kind of motto that I live by now where I've said, I've said to, off air, I've said to a lot of my friends that I have a very healthy level of apathy at this mm. point because people are going to people, man. Yeah, I mean... People are going to do what people are going to do and... You've got to pick your battles. There yep. are some people that it's just not worth it. No. It's not and worth your time. I do, in a way, admire this person. I'm not going to say who it is. If you listen to our station, you probably might know, depending mm. what you listen to. Um, I do admire that she feels so strongly yep. that Standing she, can't, yeah, and that she can't be swayed or anything. And I feel like, yeah, on your platform, you can have your voice. And on mm-hmm. my platform, I will do what I think is like correcting mm-hmm. the mistakes you've made by saying what you say. Yep. But yes, yeah, it's, it's hard at the time <laughs> to sit through it. I am going to share some with a friend tonight to get it off my chest. I'm well, just going to be like, you have to listen to this. Well, here's, here is something that might make, make anyone listening feel better who feels marginalized and um, put out. Those sorts of opinions and ideas are quite literally dying out. They are, thankfully. And the, the arc of the universe is long and it bends towards justice. And the one thing I take small comfort in is most of the people that are that strong 
feeling about it and they're outspoken do tend to be the older generation. Yes. So my brain says in about 20 years, most of them people will have passed on. It's probably going to happen to us. There'll be things. Yeah, there'll be things. That, in, uh, in 20, 30 years that there are going to be previous mm. generation, next generation for us is going to say, how could you think that? Yeah. And we'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It'll be like, <laughs> like my friend's kids' kids. Because I don't have kids, so it won't be my grandkids. But mm. like my friend's grandkids, they'll start coming out with something. And we'll probably sit there going, oh, no, I don't like that. And they'll sit there going, I can't believe they think that. Well, hopefully we will be accepting and prog- because we're in a very progressive time now. We are. So if we are growing up in this current generation where it's very progressive, very progressive Unless they go backwards. progressing forward, hopefully we don't go backwards because we've been suffused, your mm. generation, our generation, the next generation, the generation of that, we're being suffused with all this progressiveness mm. and acceptance and everything. And it's seen as normal now. And it's seen as normal. Whereas I do get that for the people in their 80s and 90s, it wasn't it simply, normal back then to it simply change wasn't your a concept gender. That anyone had considered. Yeah, it wasn't. You didn't go and change your gender. You didn't go date girls if you were a girl yeah. or boys if you were a boy or both. Well, it, it would happen, but like we say, it wasn't on mass. No. It wasn't widely accepted, and it tended to be in those little subcultures that yes. people were like oh, they're one of them. But on on the same on a different side of the same coin. People are going to people. You mm-hmm. can't stop them. You people can't are going to be themselves. Them. Don't try and stop them. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't. Yeah. And I mean, pick your battles. If someone feels that strongly yes. about something, I mean, me and this person, we have no-go topics, and yeah. that is one of them, and vaccinations is another, yeah. because we just can't agree. She's yeah. a huge anti-vaxxer. I'm really not. And we've just decided that we will just not talk about them. She can talk about them on the show, but mm-hmm. afterwards we don't discuss that topic <laughs> at all we just stay silent or we pick something else to talk yep, about yeah yeah oh anyway another one back to the writing challenge mm. another one is something you always think what if about mm. i like this in two ways because one i think you shouldn't focus on what ifs and stuff in the past because yeah. you can't fix it however you could pick a what if that you can still fix mm-hmm. like Say you're sitting there going, oh, what if I'd gone to uni and studied this? Mm-hmm. If you write what could happen, it might prompt you to go to the open polytech or something, yes. do some part-time papers, just work on it in you the background. Can, you can flip it. Instead of, oh, what if I'd gone to uh, university all those years ago? Instead, flip it to, what if I go now? Yeah, yeah. Or if, if you say you don't like your job or you don't like your house, instead of going... What if I'd moved back then? It's like, what if I change now? Yes. So I thought that could be quite an interesting one. There's another quote uh, that I that I hold very closely. There's nothing to it but to do it. Yep. Some things just 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 go 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 out into the world. Do do it. Do yeah, the thing that you it. want to do. One that I like that my brother regrets putting in writing now that I've put it up in my house. <laughs> uh, he said to me once, he's like, "You are what happy is," and I was like. I like that. That makes me happy. I know. And he sent it at one of the times where I was not feeling particularly happy. Mm -hmm. And it was his kind of way of cheering me up just to say that. And it did work. Damn. Good on him. That's a super powerful statement. I know, right? So it's it's on my mirror at home. That's awesome. Which I generally I don't see my mirror very often, but when I do, it's there. And I've remembered. Well, you can't it. see the mirror because there's a big old message. Yeah, in the way. big old. <laughs> yeah. I can see myself through the hole <laughs> in the A. Through the thing telling me I'm happy. Yeah. 
Another one which I find fascinating because I love zodiac signs is mm. post about your zodiac sign and whether or not it fits you. <laughs> People do that already. <laughs> they I do know, it every day. but I would like find the most in depth description of my mm. zodiac sign and of my Chinese New Year one oh, or whatever yeah. animal I, I like I'd find all the different things I could mm-hmm. and then go this kind of fits me this kind of fits me this kind of fits me and then yep. they don't in all these ways <laughs> because I just I love those things they fascinate me yep uh, another one to make you think a little bit harder I thought would be what three lessons do you want your children to learn from you but I'd just say do you want children to learn from yeah. you yeah um, yeah so I thought that one, because, I mean, you could take it any sort of way, yeah. really. You could do three completely different sorts of lessons. There's, if I really thought about it, that would then become the thing that I write about that I feel very strongly about. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I know things I wouldn't want children to learn from me, but it's more habits than anything. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, overall, it's like a habit can be easily learned or not. Yeah. It'd be more like the, morals or something I want. The thing about learning as well is that you mainly learn by doing and experiencing things. Yeah, you do. Um, couple more. These two are two of my favourites. So they just happen to be at the bottom of the list as well. A letter to someone, anyone. Ooh. And I thought it would be an interesting experiment. I'd probably write two letters. One to somebody I knew. And then just a random letter to just... Glenny. No, no, like... <laughs> he doesn't need a letter. Because I tell him everything anyway. Uh-huh. But I mean, like, just a completely random letter that you leave in, like, a library book or yeah. a cafe or something. So you don't know who you're giving it to. That'd be clever. But you're giving it to somebody who's hopefully going to read it. So I thought that there'd that'd be two be really totally different cool. letters that way. Oh, we should actually do that. We should actually that'd do really that. That'd be really awesome. Just something like, to whoever finds this, I just really hope you have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> I have in the past in a library book. Because I was talking about it in the weekend with a friend, and she's actually done this. And I said, I've actually received, not hers, it was in a different town. Mm-hmm. But I received uh, in a library book, there's a bookmark left in it. And someone had just homemade this bookmark. And on one side, it said, you are amazing. Aww. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. So I left it in the book for the next library person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my friend said, she'll do one. And they'll say things like, someone loves you yep. and stuff like that. That would be a fun thing to do. Every week, just yeah. make a new one and just go around the libraries, yeah. leaving them places because it's not destructive, it's not ruining anything. No, if anything, it's going to brighten someone's day. Yeah, and the amount of times you get a library book and you start reading it, you go, oh, "I don't have a bookmark." <laughs> and if yeah. you found one in there, how cool would that be? Yeah. It would be so useful, and yeah. it would make you. And day. you could even write on it, "Hey, take this home if you want." Yeah, you don't have to leave it there. Yeah, th- it this there. is yours if you want it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the last one that I thought was really good. I mean, there's, there's 30 different writing challenges in this, and yep. it was easy. I found it on Pinterest. Okay. Oh, um, Pinterest has got all sorts of stuff. I know. That's where I found the photography challenge and stuff. This is just one that I happened to take a screenshot of and keep, but there's heaps of different writing challenges mm-hmm. on there. If you wanted to do one, just have a look. This one is Think of Any Word. Search on Google Images. Write something inspired by the 11th image. Oh, I've seen things like this. Have you mm. seen the... It's not so much a challenge, but it was something that you would do on Wikipedia. You would you would hit some like random page. Yeah. And whatever it was that was the page, that was the title. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go to... I think it was Photo Bucket before they... Before Never they, heard of Photo Bucket. Before they decided to... Uh, 
make people pay for the service. Um, and they watermarked your own photos. I logged into my own account, and the pictures that I put on there were watermarked with photo bucket. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's Chrome. Uh, unless I paid them a subscription fee. I wouldn't be doing that. <clears throat> so the way that this would work is, I think it was photo bucket, you'd go to the main page and just go to something like random yeah. picture. And you would put the, the title that you'd gotten from Wikipedia over the picture and then you'd find a tagline using some other method yeah and that would be that's your album that's oh, your wow that's your new band so you had all sorts of weird stuff i mean there's so many randomly good things out there yeah. and it's like on facebook you see quite often the, the hit the first five yeah. like auto generated words and that's your sentence yeah, or something fir- the first two pictures in your camera roll yeah or the like coming up with like superhero names and stuff whatever it's like the whatever shoes you're wearing the last thing you ate yeah. and drank or yeah. stuff like that mine are never good because I, once, I don't have anything cool i once got i can't remember what it was trying to figure out but i ended up with zombie noodle because oh, it was yeah. it was uh the main character of the video game that you most recently played and i've yeah. been playing a zombie game where you play as a zombie and then it was the and it was the last thing that you ate, and whatever I can't remember what it was trying to figure out. Where it yeah. was saying this is the name of, but yeah, I got zombie noodle. It's not too bad, actually. Which would be a great, I think, seventies hip hop band. Yeah, or a really weird, whacked out eighties aerobics exercise instructor. <laughs> I mean, you could have a lot of fun yes. with that. Oh, no, quickly, do the zombie noodle. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. Just uh, drop to the floor and yeah. flail around in a vaguely noodle shape. Or do you, like, flail with your arms out and all wobbly like noodles instead of trying to catch people because you and can't go, hold them uh, stick? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, a, it's a throat workout. Yeah, use your imagination, people. <laughs> have something fun. Zombie noodle, let us know what you come up with. <laughs> <laughs> the email address we do not have. Oh. Oh. Go, you know what? Go into Wardini Books and tell them. Yes. <laughs> and then just say, I have to pass this on to Lou. Yes. And she'll get really confused. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that'll be brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. So everyone, you don't have to use that writing challenge. No. Go find your own. Make up your own. Yeah. I thought I would, when I do it, which won't be straight away because I've got studies starting in a few weeks time mm-hmm. but i thought i would do one maybe after study in like the semester break yeah and i would just kind of pick my favorites from a whole bunch of different ones yeah um probably not one a day i'm not that like dedicated challenge all stars yeah i might do like three a week two which are a little less mm. complicated and one longer like page long kind of thing monday wednesday and saturday yeah and just kind of monday wednesday friday yeah. Make my writing brain kick into gear. Yeah. Ah. That'd be cool. That'd be give it a go, see what happens. Yes. So with with the stuff that I found this week, um, one of them annoyed me. Shock horror. Shock Luke's annoyed. Look at that. <laughs> well well here's first here is a lovely brain teaser that I think a lot of people have heard, but you've probably forgotten it because that's usually what happens with these things. That my little sister asked me, uh, we had a birthday barbecue for me on uh, last weekend. Yeah. It was very nice, had family there and yeah, it was really good. We had sausages mm. and patties and salad. Mm. And all if you missed last week's episode, Luke is now old. I am now uh, more than 
uh, two and a half decades old. You are officially, if you were a female, you could be a spinster now. <laughs> if Was that if the legal wanting... requirement? 27 a and a half. Oh, okay. Which you're definitely over now that you're 28. Yep. Interesting. So, yeah, you can be a spinster. I'm a well, tra- not trained, experienced. I'm a well-experienced spinster. Mm. Been doing it for a while now. I've got it down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've got a degree. Yeah. I am called the eccentric spinster. It does occasionally come up on my blog and social media. I guess. I guess I'm a sophomore spinster. Yeah, fresh. No, freshmen come first, don't they? Oh, yeah. Sophomore is a senior, isn't it? Or just yeah. below senior? I, I think, think it goes, goes freshman, freshman, sophomore, senior. Or where's junior coming? Oh, I've no idea. Freshman, junior, sophomore. Senior. Yes. We yep. are not American. We are not. Can anyone tell? <laughs> it makes no sense there. You're like a kindergarten level. Spinster, because you've only just started. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So that's what we can introduce me as from now on. Yeah. Hello, I'm Luke the Spinster. Yeah, I go by he, him. And I use he, him pronouns. <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of have to put the pronouns but in there if you're going to say you're a spinster. Yeah. But I'm allowed. You're allowed. You could be they, them one week, just if that's what you're I, feeling. I kind of like they, them. It's, I quite it's like. quite nice. I like they, them, but I do struggle to get it accurate like i do f- screw up or an using awful it lot. in a sentence yeah oh, okay so and I, I apologize to anyone who has told me that there are they them and i don't get it right every time i'm right. really sorry i try really hard uh-huh. and i do correct myself i'm like no they yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but I'm i've like, said it before i just default to they them and so far no one's told me off for it so i'm just gonna you know, I until they I tell would. me different, I'm just going to use they, them. Yeah. I did like when I was, not when I was younger, when my friend's daughter was younger, the one that called me uncle for a while. <laughs> I liked that she never like told her daughter off for getting it wrong. Mm. And like occasionally I'd be like, oh, can you just call me King, please? King, like, if you yeah. can get the uncle, King Jilly sounds way better. Oh. Um, but her daughter would not do the King Jilly. It was <laughs> Uncle Jilly. And it was quite interesting, though, because she could get, she did have aunties. She called auntie. Uh-huh. But yeah, and my friend was just like, she's like, meh. She's like, she'll get it at some point. And if you don't like it, you can tell her. Yeah. And I thought that's a good way. She's, her daughter was three at the time. And I thought that's a good way to do it. Like, yeah. you don't correct, because someone might actually prefer that. Yeah, because kids are not taught bigoted no. behaviour. Uh, sorry, they, don't, they are not born with bigoted behaviour. They no. are taught it. And it is actually up to the person being called something to correct somebody if it's wrong, yep. I think. Not somebody else going, oh, no, 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 you've yeah. got it wrong. Yep. Let, let them speak for themselves. Yep. It's been too long with them not being allowed to speak for themselves. Yeah. I think it's about time. So this little brain teaser is what is in the middle of March and April, but not at the end of March and April. It's like an, um, I was going to say the letter A, but that's not right, R. There you go, yep. You go, Jill, do your, I was going to say math in your head, do your yeah. English in your head. I, I figured it out a lot later than you did, but I did manage to get it eventually. It's be- only because there's another one like that that I've heard yes and it's got a something at the start in the middle but not at the yeah. end and da 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 another like, one that was quite cool that is very on brand for us is which word has three consecutive instances of double letters where it goes double letter double letter double letter which word yep there was a word that three is, consecutive yep where it goes double letter double letter double letter all all are there other letters in the word? There are other letters, yes. It's on brand for us. It's on brand for the for our sponsor, actually. Yeah, that's 
What? I'm trying to work out. Bookkeeper. Oh. Oh, it does. It does. How cool is that? I was trying to think of like book and then bookseller and bookstore. Yeah. Go with bookkeeper. Yeah. There's probably a word for that. Yeah. I almost said palindrome, but that's the thing that can be spelled. That's the like same race way car. Race car. Which I never quite got because I write race car as two words. Deed. Deed Not is one. Two, yeah. There's a few out there. Yeah. So this is uh, from wordhistories.net. Yep. The origin of certain idioms. Ooh. Uh, I went for some that are pretty darn well known. So this one is once in a blue moon. Ooh, I do know what a blue moon is. Have you ever wondered where the heck it came from? No, but I do know what a blue moon is. Mm, What is a blue moon? When there's two full moons in a month. Yeah. Mm. Um, The thing is, though... That's as far as I got with... just Like, when I was younger and I was trying to work things out, I got as far as finding out a blue moon, and that was the end of my interest. uh, But that virtually never happens. Um, As far as we know, Once in a Blue Moon was first attested in the Breviary of Health, published in 1547 authored by Andrew Bord, Bourdais, B-O-R-D-E, mm-hmm. who lived somewhere around 1490 to 1549. Uh, in the Old English, I'm going to mess this up so bad, because this is full-on, like, ye old shop with <laughs> e at the end sort of language. Have fun, listeners. Madness that doth infest a man, one's in a moan, the which doth cause one to be girish, and worrying, witted, nat constant, but fantastical. <laughs> so in contemporary English, it means madness that does infest a man once in a moon, which does cause one to be wayward and wavering witted, not constant, but fantastical. Why? How does it relate to a blue moon, though? Because it's the terminology of once in a moon. Ah, okay, yeah. So the, the context of it seems to be very infrequently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, British lexicographer John S. Farmer, in his book Slang and Its Analogues Past and Present, which was published in 1890, said, A blue moon, like the Greek kalends, I presume meaning calendar, I believe, mm. is something which does not exist. A variant is when two Sundays come in a week. Because I wouldn't it, mind two Sundays in a week if I got happens, them both off. But it's, yeah, the the expression is, oh, it happened. Yeah. yeah. I feel like nowadays a lot of people say once in a blue moon for something that actually happens quite mm. regularly. They're like, oh, once in a blue moon. It's like, dude, that happened last week. Because the, the thing about this is that a blue moon in its physical, literal sense doesn't exist. No, it the doesn't reason that it looks blue to us exist. is light refracting and... Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that was quite an interesting a, one to a learn. A blue moon could happen if some astronauts went up there with some paint. <laughs> some paint. Or some dye. Yeah. Or food colouring. I mean, there's some options. Food. It could happen. They could spill it. Like a massive, maybe there's an accidental truck uh-huh. of dye or food colouring and it spills on the moon on the one side we happen to see. Speaking of food colouring, uh, I now know how to make a traffic light drink. Ooh. Because we, we looked this up the other day because my mum had taken my little sister into somewhere and had said, hey, what drink do you want? And she didn't know. So she said, oh, do you want a traffic light? And she went, yeah, I'll have a traffic light. And the person behind the bar did not know what a traffic light drink was. I know that 
I did not know this at the time. Me and my friend went out for dinner and we ordered, as we used to do, we ordered a pink panther. Mm. Did not know it was also a kid's drink because this one came non-alcoholic. I'm like, where's the alcohol in it? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't realise that it was the name of a kid's drink as well as an alcoholic drink. Yep. But I was, she was telling us and we were all shocked. (gasps) I don't know what it is. It's the most classic drink ever. Well, I love the traffic light. To me, the only place that I ever knew you could get a traffic light was at Cobb Co. Oh, I didn't know you could get it. Cobb Co. I didn't know you could get it anywhere else. So I would not be surprised that people didn't know what it was. But there. if you said you went to Cobb Co. and they didn't know, I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, they have to know. There was a great place here in Sunny Old Hastings, Tomo's. Ooh. Do you remember that place? I've only been here for three years, as of next week. So probably oh, okay. not. So this was this was around when I was very young, and I discovered the blue drink. Ooh. I don't know why I was so fascinated with it. Because it was I think blue. I think it's because it was blue. And yeah, Tomo's was a great place. I was very I, sad when that closed down. I always thought that blue candy floss tastes better than pink. For no other reason than it's blue and it gives me a blue tongue. I, I still hold that marshmallows... It's not a marshmallow flavour. If it's a white marshmallow, I say that's what white tastes like. And if it's a pink marshmallow, that is what pink tastes like. I could agree with that. What about the green and the brown marshmallow? Because when I think of what brown tastes like, it's not chocolate. So the brown ones, I do, I think of chocolate when I eat it, but then I go, oh, that's just a really bland marshmallow. Oh, it's yum. I love the chocolate ones. I don't like it sounds weird to say. I don't like coloured marshmallows. Give me white and pink marshmallows. All pink day. is a coloured marshmallow. I know. That's why I said it sounds so weird to say. <laughs> Do you like green marshmallow? No. I don't like any. If it's not white or pink, I'm very traditional. I'm a okay. conservative when it comes to marshmallows. Well, I like the ones that all wrapped together. And they've got all four colours and they're wrapped up. Well, those were all right. I do And like... I feel... I don't like it when they leave the brown one out and they give two white ones. And only one pink and one green I'll, I'll say this to all of the coffee makers who are definitely listening to this episode all the world coffee when makers you, are when you make my mochaccino uh don't use big marshmallows give me the no, little, ones. The little ones yep. yeah give me the little ones i don't like the big ones in my drink because they are too splooshy uh, i don't really get marshmallows but, in my drink oh, anymore. hot chocolate with with lots of tiny pink and white marshmallows in it so oh, good it's the best Oh my go. God. We're on food. We are on food. <laughs> it took us like 49 minutes yeah, to get to food. Well. So let's let's get through these. Blue blazers. I'd never heard this one before. Blue blazers. Just, I was going to say it's a, like an oh wow yes. thing. Yep. Uh, along with this, we have something to, like the expression blue, blue blazers. So this is similar to uh, the once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. It is attributed to use in the early 19th century. Mm-hmm. Blue being the adjective the adjective of the piece which is in this context simply an intensifier for it if you just say blazers you know what in the blazers but oh, with this yes. blue blazers yep yes. yep just adds an extra yep. bit but because uh blazers in its plural form back then referred to the flames of hell oh wow yeah. so you know how we say what the hell yep so oh oh that was hot as hell yeah so blue th- blazers that's that blue blazers uh so i'm I'm annoyed. This is the bit where I'm annoyed. Okay. In Notes and Queries, which was published in 1880, a contributor by the name of F. Chance uh, was attributed. And um, this is the bit that annoyed me, because I, of course, 
if chance isn't helpful. I want to know no. what the F stands for. Um, My brain went fat. Yeah, because the the site did that really annoying thing where they just say F chance. Yeah. So, I, so you don't know the Was there name. like a click button? Nope. No link. Wow. So I went looking for what the name actually is and I couldn't find it anywhere. I spent about 30 oh. minutes looking for who it is, but I have no idea who it is. So I guess you could say that there was Someone? an F chance that I would find it. <laughs> I shall repeat in case anyone's forgotten. I don't like puns. <laughs> you looked, you looked hurt just then when I said the it. Weird, like the, the weird thing is, I kind of saw it coming, but I still was unprepared for it when it arrived. So there, there was a little bit of a setup for it, but when I when I was writing out, I actually couldn't find. I have no idea who if chances. See, there's been a few things that I've found that I've wanted to talk about, but there's no way to verify yeah. and like back it up. Yeah. So I've just gone, nah. Yeah. I, no, I'm not going to talk about that. And it bugs me because some of them are really good, but it's like, I don't want to be that person that puts forward this whole thing. Yeah. And then later it goes, oh, whoops, that was so yeah. misinformed. It's why I preface a lot of things that I say with, I think this is true, but please mm. go and look it up. Yeah. So this this is what F Chance says about the once in a blue moon. A blue moon is, I suppose, a thing that does not exist. Like the Greek Kalends and the Horse Marines. I really want to know what a Horse Marine is, yeah, by the way. Yeah, me too. Though in order that once in a blue moon may mean extremely seldom, as it undoubtedly does, the moon ought occasionally, though extremely rarely, to be seen of a blue colour. I cannot say, however, that I have ever seen it so or heard of it of its being so seen. Has anybody ever seen the moon look blue? I like that you used a voice that you've used on the horror readings. That's great. <laughs> uh, so a last example for this, uh, for Once in a Blue Moon, that we'll give today, because we encourage all of our listeners to go and learn more yep. uh, for themselves, is from, a, and this is a fantastic name, and I love it, Real Life in London, or The Rambles and Adventures of Rob Tallyho Esquire and his cousin, the Honourable Tom Dashiell Through the Metropolis. I like it. I need to read this. What's it from? <laughs> it's it, it's a book, evidently. Um, it was published in 1821 by the sporting journalist and author Peace Egan, who lived from 1772 to 1849. And this is the excerpt. Their attention was at this moment attracted by the appearance of two persons dressed in the extreme of fashion, who, upon meeting just by them, caught eagerly hold of each other's hand, and they overheard the following... Why, Bill, how am you, my hearty? Where have you been trotting your galloper? What is your arter? Where's Harry and Ben? Haven't you seen this blue moon? <laughs> I like it. That, that sounds like a sort of book that you'd have to read out loud. With, with a footnote stating on the page, Blue moon, this is usually intended to imply a long time. Huh. Yeah. I so, like it, but I like and like just the way it's written. It seems like the sort of thing you have to read out. I need to find this book. I or need Dini to find books. it because it sounds like a children's book. It does, but there yeah, is it's, there's, it's such oh, a good name. I can't remember <laughs> the name now, but there is a book site for finding out of print books, mm. and it's brilliant. Except for the fact that the out of print book I want is currently apparently going to cost me six hundred American dollars. <sighs> it's a graphic novel. It should not be that expensive. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe the reason it costs so much is because they need to go and hire someone to draw it again. <laughs> the author's still alive, I'm pretty sure. Can't he just like dig it out of his archives and like, release a few more? 
Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's yeah. I'm sure it's as easy as and that. And I know, like, because I've kept everything. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. That, that is all we've had done This for. has been a stadium literacy. I will have more next week. Uh, tune will. in next week to hear about the origins of raining cats and dogs. <gasps> that one seems yeah. intriguing. And I'm not going to tell you until next week either. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I've I'm going to work on him. I've been Jill. And we are still very proud to be sponsored by Wardini Books. We will always be proud. Always proud. Always. Take care, everyone. Bye. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.